Otherwise, it's just You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody welcome to episode 215 of red wings rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your detroit red wings finally have a home we get to celebrate mike a huge hey i think we're almost wearing matching sweaters we have uh we just have yours is uh red wing red mine is uh it's what they call heathered heather red that one is cardinal Heathered. Uh, mm. One of the many reasons we left our old shop and found our new one at bodpodcast.com. It's the shop button on the homepage. We have a, an actual shirt making company making our yeah. stuff now. So if you guys want to support the show, head on over there. You can get. I don't know what beautiful. we were thinking with that old pants making company making shirts, but now we got a real <laughs> shirt making company making ours. I mean, stuff. this is it. This is actually a great advertisement. If you guys are watching on YouTube, the upgrade we did for our shirts. Mike's wearing the old stuff. Looks like he's in. He's in good job. I look great in this shirt. I don't know he's, what in, he's in like an old timey grainy photo. And then Matt is in his beautiful red red wings red. You know what? Some of us like Charlie Chaplin movies, all right? <laughs> We're not all about Jim Carrey and wow, oh, look at all my loud colors. Brennis. Good evening. Shout out, Brennis is here. Fethdar is here. Fethdar, my dude. Chewy. All of our boys. What's going on, boys? Also, uh, Brennis, just because of that icon, your thumbnail, just let me know. Are you playing Elden Ring? Just let me know how it is. I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't know what that icon is. I know we we talked about Elden Ring. Uh, It looks uh, vaguely Elden Ringy, so I'm hoping that he can uh, weigh in. Performance art. Hola, good friend. What's going on, my man? All right. So, Mike, we have a couple of topics today. Um, we open the show, of course, with uh, <laughs> the Mojo show. Uh, Lucas Raymond thrown in. Mike, he threw in a swear. He he swore. Is he old enough to do that? I don't think he's old enough to swear yet. Does his dad, um, Jeff, know about that? <laughs> it's Papa Larks, actually. Uh, oh, Papa Larks. My yeah. Apologies. Uh, Chewy wants to let us know he's got his hoodie going today too. Chewy, my man, gotta, my dude. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get some photos of that to show that actual people besides us wear our swag. Oh, you know I disagree. I mean, Kanye wears wears his own t-shirts all the time. Well, We're no, just like I Kanye mean, West. we can wear them. We're just like Northwest Steady. Woo! Right, but you can't like we're allowed to wear it. It's that's yeah. that's like. You know, doing that weird equation of like someone can be one thing, but they aren't necessary. I don't know. All right. Well, the wing dings, we beat Carolina four to three, Mike. Um friend of the show. Just kidding. We have a select group of uh people who've been on the show that I think had a horrible time. Uh one of them was Prashanthire. <laughs> he had a great time. Um, I don't think he had a great time. Um he uh he said last night was the most complete game. By the Detroit Red Wings. I, I don't I think it was a good game. I, I don't think it was the most complete game because we saw some lapses and I mean clearly there's three goals on, on the board here. I mean we've had we've had some better turnouts. Um but no, it, it was still a great game. I, I uh I, I would still say if you want to see what you'd hope Red Wings hockey to look like, uh not only in the future, but you know, if you were somebody polling for this team to make it to the playoffs, the game they played last night. Um, besides, uh, Nadelkovich's, you know, negative turn in again for goal saved above expected. Uh, besides that, uh, you get this game like for the rest of the season. Yeah, certainly you can, you can count yourself in the playoffs. Uh, it's just, we know how, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to toot for chance, uh, horn, you know, too loudly, but uh, it's just that we saw that, uh, bear blue butt spanking that we got uh compliments of uh toronto in the not so recent past and uh you know it's kind of nice to play a, a good team like carolina um and kind of go said, you said that i got caught you said the not the not so recent 
It, it was, was very recent. recent. Yeah, it, it was, was very recent. recent. Yeah, especially recent. <laughs> especially um, recent. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going for a little sarcasm there, Matt, but oh, I'm glad you okay. went for the uh, the stat check instead. Um, it's actually the last game on the schedule uh, for those of the uninitiated. Um, no, I'm just going for it. Listen, with Prashanth, I think I know what he's going for. We played a good team, but we went toe to toe with them, um, and it, you know, we didn't we didn't look overmatched. It 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 was. Maximum effort, I think, from two teams, um, you know, one of which is obviously concerned about playoff seating and the other one is the Red Wings. So it was it was kind of nice um, to kind of get that feeling again as we make this pursuit for competency. Um, but, Matt, I can see you got your numbers pulled up. I know what you want to talk about. I think you're eyeballing that expected goals for percentage. Am I wrong? I was going to say that if Prashanth meant like this was the first time this season that you could watch the Red Wings and say that was 60 minutes. Like if you're if you're talking about like a perfect game, I you know, it wasn't that. But if it was about being consistent, you could see, you know, we've had we've had games, Mike, where the expected goals for percentage for a single period is like 90 percent. If you want to say the Red Wings were consistent for 60 minutes. Mike, this is right down the line. We pretty much hit that 55% looking at, uh, you know, we're we're just a couple, a smidgen off. 57% expected goals for in the first period, 52% in the second period, 56.09 in the third period. And, of course, we're not tracking overtime because it's not five on five, and those are the numbers that we consider to be most important here. Um, Mike, I mean, that's as consistent as it gets. If you want to talk about a consistent, positive output for three straight periods, you got it. You did. Can't argue. Numbers are right there. And, Mike, you went to to an overtime game, so clearly even the production output was consistent from the two teams. Um, But uh, to that that point, I think if we're going to talk about, like if we could remove hyperbole out of everything here, we could definitely look at this game and say this is – this is one of the most consistent outputs. You absolutely needed this output to beat a team of Carolina's caliber. And uh, when when you are looking to win and, and you have a small set of, maybe a large set of variables that need to go your way in every single game, and uh, you got to hit the mark on each one. I, I still say, you know, this wasn't one of those where we had Ned stand on his head and we actually went into the game and said, we probably need that. Um, we didn't get that. What we got is against a team over the last several seasons has ended every season. You could probably take a look at the possession stats of the Carolina Hurricanes over the last several seasons and find them at the top of all the possession statistics. Meaning this has been one of the, you know, at, at the top of the league, one of the best possession teams, hands down. And you owned them. You owned yeah. them last night and it helped you beat them and uh you know what you could look at the carolina hurricanes they don't have you know we saw mitch marner kind of have his way with the wing dings they don't they have a lot of talent on that team their leading point scorer sebastian aho still had some success but you know aho doesn't strike fear in you the same way Connor mcdavid austin matthews do so this it had to be a team effort from carolina or they get a team effort to be successful clearly they're top heavy and it rolls on down but they have some success from all four lines and uh again i'm trying to decipher you know the meaning behind having uh the most complete game i think i think from top to bottom matchup uh you know matching up the four lines you beat all four lines as you go top top to bottom in that five on five game. So that that's where uh, that's where I, I stand impressed. And you you didn't again, you didn't have to get Ned standing on his head to get this win. Ned had a very, very average game here. Like it was just Nadelkovich existed. He was a goaltender in this game. Good saves. You know, <laughs> some goals getting passed that yeah, yeah, it happened. But uh I think that may be more important uh, than anything, right? You want to walk away from these games and not keep having – you don't want to get a win. And the, the the thought on your mind is always, well, good thing Ned was there. We didn't need Ned. And we pointed out in the last episode those statistics are going in the wrong direction. It continued, Mike, but it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, no, I uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I don't just want to say, uh, you know, we didn't really need Ned to stand on his head. But, my God, um, 
I mean, we, outside of that, that Rangers game, um, our, our past couple performances were 10 goals given up against Toronto, five against Colorado, seven against Minnesota. Um, so it was kind of nice to, you know, bottle somebody up, um, you know, <laughs> giving up a touchdown, um, essentially. Um, and a field goal. Yeah. The, uh, the one thing I was just going to mention, Matt, is yeah. uh, I know you're, you're really good on the stats. I want to ask you about the feelings just real quick. And I don't want you to spend a ton of time on this, maybe 30 mm. seconds top. But do you have this weird feeling that we do really well against Carolina? Like, it's as compared to how we perform against other um, elite teams. It's funny that you mentioned that because I thought about bringing this up. But as I uh, I have this app on my phone called Time Time Hop, and it tracks everything I've taken screenshots of uh, yeah. going back years. And I had a lot of screenshots from natural stat trick from a game against Carolina. And it was sort of the same situation. We had the same situation at the beginning of the season last year. We started with two straight games against Carolina and then uh, we were blowing a load over the fact that we outchanced Carolina and we we're uh, like laundry. Maybe. That's right. A laundry load. Uh, we we're like, maybe this yeah. is going to be the rest of the season. Cause we we're, I think we were one on one at the time and it went pretty, pretty hard and fast downhill at that point. Um, all right. So I've had a full screen going for a second here, Mike, we've had a lot of our buddies showing up. Uh, performance art is right there with us. My man performance art. We're like me and you, we're like 50, 50. I feel like on agreeing on performance stuff. Art, I know you're just a burner account for Matt. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not buying any of these comments. We disagree sometimes. He's on your side, I I would say, most of the time. Um, Performance art, I agree it wasn't the most complete game. Um, He does ask as well, Mike, is Verona this weekend? The whole performance art. Are you whispering sweet nothings? What are you doing? uh, We're teasing that for later in the episode. We're going to talk about it. Are you trying to get me into the back of the ice cream van? Because it's working. Performance Arts also shipping uh, Mark over to, to Carolina. Um, oh, Mark's not, It doesn't hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I would, I would I like honestly be kind of surprised. I um, hope so. I would honestly be surprised <laughs> if uh, the Red Wings shipped out uh, Mark. I just, I think they've really taken a liking to him. Um, you know, his, his play is, I'm going to use the word, uh, not good, not bad. It's, it's adequate for what you would expect of about a 35-year-old defenseman. The value on the dollar is I wasn't finished, Matt. This contract is what they really adore. So, I mean, they'd have to be blowing another load of laundry all over the place by the deal that gets offered. Just socks and towels all over the place. (laughs) Big, white, fluffy towels and socks all over the place um, by that offer. I'd be surprised. All right. First, quick shout-out, Derek Hand. You're the man. He said, yeah, Derek he Hand don't forget to like the video. Yeah. Thank you so much, Derek. I appreciate you throwing that in the comments. Um, yeah, guys, if you could like that, we also, you know, we save this to the end of the episode. Maybe one of these days we should throw it out in the middle. Uh, if you uh, subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, give us a like on Spotify. Like our listenership doubles every time you guys do it. It went from now, two to four. It's fantastic. I, it was fantastic. <laughs> More laundry loads all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Craig coming in, Mike, I, I didn't even think to throw this in the stats or, uh, I'm sorry, in the notes, that's <laughs> not a statistic. I didn't think to throw this in the notes. Craig McDonald points out great bounce back game. I, that's huge. And, and to think too, I mean, we had a bounce back period and clearly the momentum of the third period did not die out going into the next game. Cause they just kept playing hard. Um, you know, we yeah. went back to trying to, de- to decipher what, Jeff was trying to talk about in his post-game press conference against the Maple Leafs. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't consistent. I, I didn't pull all the, the lines from a victory. I'm sure it was just kind of like, eh, I kind of liked it, and he moved on. Uh, but I, I think this is huge, right, for a team still trying to develop and learn. Uh, they had a great third period, and they carried it with them to the NHL-leading Carolina Hurricanes, or I should, I'm sorry, Eastern Conference. Uh, I think the abs right now are in first place in the NHL, but Eastern Conference. Boo, yeah. there's a burp. I'm actually sucking down a Dr. Pepper right now because I don't, I haven't been drinking soda for a very long time. And yeah. I, my, you're getting, you're getting my wife, back on the wagon. 
I asked my wife to surprise me, I think the other day and yeah. get 10 cans, 10 mini cans of Dr. Pepper. And I've been drinking one every night and I go to bed with the shakes. So I'm like, all right, this Dr. Pepper is going to get me through this. Can episode. I tell you, Matt, um, a yeah. quick beverage story before we get into more uh, hockey stuff? Mm -hmm. Um you ever watch those videos of people reacting to magic tricks on the street? And you're like, these people are so dumb. It's just magic. <laughs> I had a hot cocoa, <laughs> one of those hot cocoa bomb balls, like yeah. for Christmas that I never used. And last time I just started eating it because it was just a piece of chocolate. But this time I actually made hot cocoa. And I, I was like, there's instructions. What does this even mean? And it's like, you know, get the water hot, but not boiling and slowly pour it over the chocolate bomb. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pour it slowly. And so I poured it slowly over the chocolate bomb. And as I did, it floated to the top. All the accoutrement ingredients slowly kind of undressed itself. And then the whole ball went inside out. What? And then all the chocolate <laughs> went to the bottom and all these marshmallows were hidden inside the ball the whole time. And I was like, Whoa! <laughs> I was I was blown Mike, away. We've I all chocolate bomb hot cocos for the rest of my life. It's slow You're pouring hot water. On. We've been doing hot cocoa bombs for years, Mike. Where have you been? I've been doing them wrong. I just boiled hot water as hot as I could, and I just melted the crap out of them. I didn't let the magic trick um, you, occur. You've just been biting right into the middle of them. Right, like that old. Remember the Wonder you know, Ball when we were growing up? They had the Wonder Ball with like the little. Yeah, you know, I was laying, I was inside. laying right on the grenade, so I didn't enjoy the the fireworks <laughs> at all. So this was my first time really enjoying a hot cocoa bomb. This was awesome. Uh, we have we have some good uh, comments here. I want to get to um, Jared pointing out performance art sucking up to Matt. Uh, <laughs> get him, Jared. Uh, he does say, Iceman, I think this is for Mark Stahl. He's going to get Holland drunk and get him traded to Edmonton. I mean, right now, Holland, I, he made his comment, right? Like, I, I am not doing anything at the trade deadline. Uh, but he does like his aging defenseman. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. He does. does he want two aging defensemen on, on, on the Ds? He could be able to carry them. Is, is there injury issues? I don't know. Uh I th I'm sure he'd rather have a, a more affordable situation going Matt, on with Mark Stahl. But you know, no. is this one of those times that you just wish the NHL was a little bit more like the NBA and Dreisaitl would just stop playing and you just Madonna, he'd pre-Madonna himself under the Red Wings? Uh, gosh. I don't know. You it's Dreisaitl. Yeah. A Dreisaitl trade with it's no so Raymond, ridiculous, no right? cider. I see you licking your lips over there, man. That's not from Dr. <laughs> Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Those are dry sidle lips. Those are dry sidle lips over there. You know, me and Chewy are in agreement. Uh, Dr. Pepper rocks from Chewy there. I think me and Chewy, we, we'd be good buddies if uh, if we were. Uh, I don't know where Chewy's at. I don't know where he hails from. Maybe he is from the Detroit area, but we'd be good buddies. Um, I think he's from Joel the Falcon. Joel Downs threw this in the comments uh, a couple episodes ago, Mike, and but it was after the live show. Uh, so I didn't oh, want to brought it back. You yeah, doing, I didn't want to throw it out there. Uh, so Joel, I'm glad you came along. Uh, hey guys, just went to my first game at the LCA. Uh, can we start a petition to bring the old Goldhorn back? Um, uh, Jared's actually got he's got some research here. Right up on the old Goldhorn, based on the size and dimensions of LCA, would have sounded pitiful. Ooh. <clears throat> So maybe that's that's something something to so it. I think what we want to do is take uh Jared's uh science and then Joel's uh like the note that we're hitting with the old horn and try to find some way to kind of maximize that bad boy, bring it back. And then uh Joel kind of follows up, damn, miss that thing. Can't we improve the new sound? Uh improve the new one to sound like it. The new one is weak. I I gotta give a shout out to I and I'll say that I'll come back to that. JM Jam's dropping the bomb right now. <laughs> dude, Jam, slow pour it, slow pour it. It's so worth it, my man. <laughs> um, I mean, Joel, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, if there's any way we can improve the goal horn, because it's something that, you know, it doesn't quite get me excited anymore. The thing, I didn't even think about it, Joel, until you messaged us in the last episode that I don't even really think about the goal horn anymore, which shouldn't, it shouldn't necessarily be the case. 
But I get excited by the fan reaction, and I've completely let the goal horn just poof. It just is out of my head. And I'm not saying I'm not defending the LCA with that. I'm saying that should not be the case. You should like I should be craving that sound, and I I don't even I don't even hear it. I mean, not to the point of like it's too weak, like from a decibel perspective. I, it's like it's just white noise to me now. Um, all right, where were we? Performance art. Let me know. I'm gonna get big and fat for my soda pop. Oh, uh, performance art. Don't say that because I I might actually stop drinking it. Oh my god! Look at Chewy. Hey, Chewy. <laughs> That's kind of near where Matt lives, kind of. Yeah. All right, Chewy. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to accidentally meet up. Um, can you? I'm not going to shout it out into the podcast, but he threw it into the YouTube uh, comments. So anybody who wants to find out where Matt lives, you got Jared go Shaw. Uh, Jared dropping another one. Mantha basically went prima donna and stopped trying and got himself traded. Yeah. Damn. So Ooh. dry cycle. I mean, uh, just look at the Mantha <laughs> model, my man. Come on down. We'll take you. All right, now back back to the Carolina game. I did want to point this out because we got back. I got backlash in the Toronto game. Um, <laughs> I said I'll take this ten to seven game over a two to one loss where our only goal is from a Carter Rowney accidental tip in. Now I'm like, it's one to nothing, Carolina, and then Carter Rowney I thought the groundhog was a Whoops. prognosticator. Look at Matt. <laughs> Tooting his own horn here on the old Twitter machine. Look at him go. Well, I wasn't right, right? Like, I, I went out and I was like, oh, no. I, I thought, For a moment, you were right there. For a I moment. thought I punished us. I thought we were going to be in trouble. But the, the game did continue uh, yes. to go our way. So that was good. Uh, so we do want to hit some of the highlights here. But I, I did. I guess, yeah, you're right. I am patting myself on the back. Why else would I We know that. that. It's your favorite thing to do. <laughs> All right, let me start deleting these tabs. I always keep all the tabs open, uh, and then it just gets confusing by the end of the episode. Uh, but of course, you never know when you're going to need a hockey reference for uh, Thomas Hurdle. So uh, maybe his name will come up a little later, huh? <laughs> uh oh. All right. We got Mickey talking. Uh, here's here's a little ditty, Mike. Um, we just had Mickey talking in the background for a second there yes. because, of course, we're stealing this from Bally. Uh, and we got a copyright claim on two episodes ago. Copyright claim was lifted. So I think I might be able to fight these. Uh, I'm going to start fighting them. I just assume I have to rip the episode off YouTube if we get a copyright claim. Uh, but they pulled it themselves, said it wasn't an issue. Uh, hey, so Matt, you know what? Sometimes I go to the butcher and I say, hey, butcher, tell me how that sausage is made. <laughs> All right. So everybody watching on YouTube gets this highlighted card around Um if you're listening at home, you don't get any of this sweet, sweet highlight yeah, of Brownie sorry, deflecting guys. the ever-living out of that puck into the net. Look at him go. Mm. <laughs> right at the nice heel part of the blade. Oh, it looks great. So that's what I, I called it, a classic whoopsie from Rowney, Uh, only because it looked like he wanted to do more. And Stahl here is, is the man who's on Rowney. He is checking Rowney. Rowney loses the puck. Gets past Ranta into the net, right? It does. Like, look at the way he grabs the puck. I know I'm going in slow motion. It's always hard to, like, figure out. This is why I called it a whoopsie. I think he's trying to maneuver the puck, and he's not trying to tip it in. But it accidentally gets past him. So, you know, classic whoops to do. You know, let, let Gretzky have his wraparound. You know, I'm rowdy. I'm a simple man of simple tastes. You know, <laughs> just give me a nice piece of bologna. Don't even fry it. Just a cold piece of bologna on some white bread, and I'll get you a goal. That's what that looked like to me. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so critical of him, man. But uh, there's there's a goal. I hope did you save the uh, did you save the Lucas Raymond goal? Well, that's the only one we don't know, Mike. I have all because I know you. Up. I know you have your kids. You got you know you got to make time for your your wonderful doctor wife. Um, I don't know if you had the sound on, and I don't know if he does this every single time that Lucas Raymond scores. But when Lucas scored, Ken Daniels had one thing to say. Everybody loves Raymond. I guess we'll skip the Dylan Larkin goal. Jesus. Uh, I just asked if you had it, Matt. Take yeah, so much you, offense you, out of your little... You queued it up. Now I got to play it. All right. Out of all Bailey, your little copyrighted footage over be here. Be kind. Now I know how Bailey feels. Ah, I hit the wrong button. Give me a second, everybody. Yeah, yeah there's my highlight. Boom. 
Yeah, that's what Ken Daniels <laughs> shouted. Everybody loves Raymond. And then everybody went and gave him some love. Not the hurricane, so I don't understand that. But most of the Red Wings went and gave Lucas Raymond some love for that wonderful goal. Is there anything better, Matt, than a four-on-three power play in overtime? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, look, are there 15 doing... things, Matt? Give me 15 things better <laughs> than a four on three power play in overtime. Okay. You don't have to do that, but, uh, the um, first cup of coffee in the morning. No, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I want, I'm not always the biggest fan of uh four on three in overtime. I, I feel like it builds a lot of pressure, uh, on your own team, on the home team. And I feel like it's like, absolute doom the game's over when our opponent gets a four on three in overtime um i mean there are quite a few things that we, we want to highlight for this um we've got larkin grabbing the puck all right now now it's cider and now this this is one of the things that uh, i think a lot of people missed but if like if you take a look at cider's body it looks like he's gonna fire the puck back to nadelkovich right yeah, this is the misdirection to get the puck down to Bertuzzi. If that isn't a Calder winning maneuver, if that Mike, if that's not a future Norris Trophy winning defenseman maneuver, I I know that you're I know you're making a half jest with this with this analysis, I'm not. but no, listen, I'm not making I know a half jest at all by saying he's aimed at Nadelkovich, but it does look like he's uh, oh yeah, like looking at Larkin. His whole body is pointed that way, and then somehow this puck finds its right its way into the into the right spot by Bertuzzi over there. And I, I don't think it's any accident. Um, this guy is so good with playing angles. Um, this this is such a deliberate move by him, and such an effective one. He just makes all these tiny little smart plays that I I hope at the end of the year when they're tallying up uh, votes for that Calder man stuff like this has to be considered. No, you've got that, and then uh, I think we want to see if we can get a replay. It's a little bit closer in here. Do they mm -hmm. do we even have one? All right. Well, I've got one queued up elsewhere. Um, I, I mean, I guess maybe we don't need to do it, but the hand-eye coordination, good gravy. I mean, I, <laughs> I know this is one of those things. Like, I think this comes back to where Eisman had, had always talked about, like, you got you got to learn to play the two way game because if you have the skill, you have the skill, and this is our sweet baby, our sweet baby Ray, um, <laughs> Lucas Raymond, batting this sucker out of mid air. Tuesday's getting his wax at it, and Lucas on a bouncing puck on one knee slams that sucker home. I I just don't want that to be missed. Like it is one thing to get that gaping net on the rebound uh, and and have that look on the power play. And it, absolutely, we've seen the Red Wings screw that up this year. Uh, we have that poor Joe Valeno highlight we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where Sam Gagne came in and was like, "Ah, you'll get the next one." Like that was a beautiful moment. Uh, but Mike, this is one that you know might have even been a tougher one to put away, and Lucas drills it. I mean, I think if there's any kind of skepticism, Matt, if I could give an analogy, uh, go in your house, go to the hardwood part of your floor and bounce a nickel and hit it with the flat side of a quarter. <laughs> Let me know how many times you, you can successfully put it in a hockey net, because that's what Lucas Raymond did with a puck and a stick. We've Nobody got, uh... hits nickels with quarters like Lucas Raymond. <laughs> Yeah, so, so we've got sweet baby Ray hitting uh, hitting <laughs> nickels with quarters. Uh, I do like everybody in the comments. We we know it's we know what's up. Uh, Cider's great at fakes. Jared, or I'm sorry, JM threw that one out there. Jared throws out there. Guy has the no look pass down. He's like Matt Stafford out there. Uh, performance oh, art again. Cider Super Bowl champion he, Matt Stafford. That's how he introduces best. himself. He's almost uh, why he's almost the best defenseman in the NHL in his rookie season. Yep, I mean that play again. Great finish by Lucas Raymond. You absolutely need the great finish. We had to give it time. It is key. Obviously, he put it in. But this play does not happen without Cider doing that fake, looking like he's gonna give up on the power play and throw it back to Nedeljkovic for a five on three, which I think is what Chewy was throwing out here. He said five on three. Uh, so you got Nedeljkovic involved. He's pretty good with the stick, um, but no. And 
you know, honestly, we almost be able, we might be able to tease Carolina on that too for for taking the fake back to Nadelkovic. But and, and you're right, I, I I do just clearly he was trying to make it look like he was going back to Larkin. And gosh, no look, not only not only like to make the play, but straight straight to Tyler, <laughs> just fantastic. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 in any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You could still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone could play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in new york call 8778 h-o-p-e-n-y or text h-o-p-e-n-y all right um we skipped the larkin goal but you guys remember what happened he stole the puck down low after uh, vladdy actually forced the play um great Great start by Vladdy. Vladdy doesn't start the check. Uh, you don't get, you don't give Dylan Larkin the opportunity to steal the puck down low and uh, take it in, and get a quick goal, and make it three to three. Um, and you know what, too, is uh, like we mentioned, this was uh, you know a really competitive game all the way through. So Carolina did not make tons of mistakes. Um, so the one time they did make a mistake, this kind of felt like the Red Wings having a big boy moment and Larkin not letting them get away with it. Um, and absolutely making them, you know, get punished for any little um, blemish um, on the ice. And Matt here is pulling up the, um, man, the, the point streak continues uh, for Dylan, Matt. Um, He's punished a lot of teams over the over these 10 woo, games. Uh, 18 you points make a in mistake. 10 games now. Yeah, yeah you, you make a mistake and Dylan's on the ice. I mean, that, that sucker's going in the back of the net. You know what I want to say, too, to you know our listeners? And, Matt, you do such a good yeah. job of painting the picture of how good Larkin has been. Um, I I had the un- unfortunate um, uh, morning today where I, oh. I forgot my phone at home, so I had to listen to the radio on the way to, to work. And a station that I'm not going to you know mention by name uh, was talking about Larkin having an okay year, and that's – such an undersell of what a, an all-around guy, uh, all-around player he's been this season, Matt. And I, it just was such a, a dumb comment that nobody checked. Everybody just kind of verbally nodded in agreement with Larkin having a pretty good year. And I don't know if he's ever going to be like a top guy, but he's been a, he's been pretty good for us this season. Matt, he's been outstanding. Especially as you've, you know, you've done a really great job of chronicling how his uh, his ascent up the the statistical ladder here uh, for goals and assists, not to mention all this, you know, defensive plays um, and leadership that he brings to this team. So I think if you hear any dumb comments like that again, absolutely fact check people, absolutely get in their face because that is not the case. This guy's been excellent, Matt. Excellent. Yeah, and I I just keep throwing it out there. Is the the MVP highlights just continue to roll in because uh, it, it's um, God, it's it's incredible to watch this year. Uh, that probably goes without saying, but think about the moments that Dylan Larkin has given us, like the OT goals, the game tying goal last night. Those kind of things just keep happening. It hasn't been routine. It hasn't been like, oh, I'm just gonna get this bloop single in the third inning and nobody else is getting a hit but hey i'm batting 300 this year (laughs) has been these major moments where larkin has put the whole team on his back and like i said credit credit to 
Vladdy for starting that play and making sure the puck got in deep. But like Dylan is finishing. He's finishing, like you said, making he's punishing teams. He's not just finishing, he's punishing teams. It doesn't have to be always, you know, this physical, you're punching a guy in the face to punish them. They make a mistake around Dylan Larkin and he and he puts it in the back of the net. And that I'm not I know, I know he's no he he is not getting heart trophy you know, first place votes. No, if, if you're not a this, playoff team, if I'm voting, Matt, mm-hmm. if by God we ever found a way for one of the two of us to get votes, he doesn't deserve a vote if you're not a playoff team. But it's just, he's been so excellent, he should be in that, you know, really good player discussion. It's it's that idea, too, like if the Red Wings made two huge trades and Dylan keeps up with this level of intensity and sure-handedness as well, like I I, I think that's key. Um, and, J, um, and JM too, Matt, uh, throwing the comment and really makes you wonder what Larkin would have to do to get the respect he deserves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know he's back to back Con Smythe winner, but why is he going to win three in a row? You know, that's just not enough for me. <laughs> well, maybe if that does happen, <laughs> Chewy throws out there, this is, I mean, this is so simple, but it's so true. That's why he's captain. I mean, yeah. part of that, you know, you, you like Steve selects Dylan as captain. I, I think. We are guilty at the time of saying, regardless of what you think of Dylan, it was a great PR move. Like that was, you picked the, the Waterford Waterford boy. Hell yeah. Uh, that I mean, it, it's a great PR move, ladies and gentlemen. Also, absolute no brainer in my opinion. But Chewy throw it out there. It's why he's the captain. I think, you know, this is where that element of like, this is why it's a no brainer that he will stay the captain, whatever this, whatever direction this team goes. Dylan's your captain. Like nothing's going to change. And we never have to doubt that decision either. Um, he makes it easy not to, which is, which is key. I think to that discussion of like, not again, not going to win the heart trophy, but this heart trophy caliber production. No effort, 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 effort. Um, all right. Media can't talk crap on Stafford anymore, so now they're going to belittle Larkin. That's from our, our good friend, Jared. Um, uh, Jared, you did say his name wrong, though. It is Super Bowl champion Stafford anymore, <laughs> so now they're going to belittle Larkin. <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> uh, I wish that didn't feel like we were throwing shade and we could all just share in the joy of Stafford uh, winning. Uh, oh, but what did I pull up? Uh, we had Dylan Larkin. Mike, we, got, we have another point streak to celebrate. Uh, Mort Sider's on seven games, 11 points in those seven games. Uh, I saw some dip ass arguing that bunting is going to win the Calder earlier today on Twitter, talking about how his points have increased, uh, over the season. All right, Mr. Dip ass, a, a defenseman on the Detroit his Red points, Wings. One of the his worst points expected. didn't just increase. He just got a couple extra Red Wing games and we opened the yeah, floodgates. That, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Doesn't no. count. You don't get to count Red Wings games. Mort Sider doesn't get to face the Red Wings. That is a key asterisk in the Calder Trophy voting. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> For, let's forget Michael Bunting, but let's talk about how great Sider's doing. I got to blow this up. But what, what was that? Uh, 11 points in seven games. Um, I mean, it, this is just, it, it's all fun, right? I mean, it's it, it's uh, a beautiful I, one You know what? I can't harp on it enough either. Uh, you you brought up that really great highlight of him um, doing the um, the body fake, uh, making it look like yeah. the pass on that power play was going in a totally different direction. So one of the things that I'm I'm not a huge fan of, but I mean it, it technically makes sense sometimes when you're you know the orchestrator of a pinball goal where you shoot it from the blue line and somebody gets credit for it by hitting it off their stick into the net. Obviously that takes coordination, um, but cider is not. Like based on that replay, you know, those obviously that's not like a, a self-contained one-off. Uh, we've we've seen multiple instances of Cider doing things like that. So his assists for me, Matt, are real and impactful. Um, they're they're the result of smart, heady plays. Um, that I I I think you can objectively say these are these are like real. I'm going to use the word real, <laughs> real assists. Um, you know, contributing to. Um, you know, big moments for the Red Wings. And I might have to refresh here. Oh, I did lose Matt for a second, but I think he's back. 
But no, I just wanted I'm, to give I'm, Mo Sider credit for not just for not just being on. He's not just on the stat sheet, Matt. He's not even listening. No, I'm, not. I'm just talking right <laughs> over you, Matt. Um, he's not just on the stat sheet because a puck went off his stick into the net. He's he's making the play. He's orchestrating the play. I think that's the important word here is the the orchestrating of of the offense. Yeah, and uh, the, you know we we talked about Stafford a couple of times. Mike, we might have we might have the best quarterback in Detroit right now playing for the Red Wings. Uh, he's uh, he's most cider. They've been making jokes about him being a Detroit Piston, but I don't know the, the way he quarterbacks a power play. Um, I I might start that conversation. It's it's cute, right? Like they called him a power forward the other day, and I'm pretty sure he'd be dwarfed if he were in the in the huddle with the Detroit Pistons. But uh, yeah, that was real cute when they said that. But no, yeah. legit. We want to talk about a Detroit <laughs> position he could take over. Things that I see, yeah. Put him, put him at quarterback for the Detroit Lions. He knows what's up. He's got that fake down. All right. Um, where were we? Uh, we also got a. We got Lucas Raymond, Mike. He's not necessarily on a points. I mean, he is on a point streak. It's uh, two games, uh, but he's got eight <laughs> points in seven games. Um, of course, uh, the best production night against Toronto, those two goals uh, and an assist. Uh, just good to see Lucas, too, bringing it up. Um, there was uh, there was a tweet that I put out a little while ago. I, I wonder if I could just bring it up here so I can go over these numbers. But uh, it was trying to dissect these 10-game spans for Lucas and Moritz Sider. So here, here we go. And, and I wanted to do this because you want to see where these guys are trending. So you take a chunk of games and then move it down. And you don't want to manipulate this. You don't want to say, like, well, these – you know, you don't want to change it into like eight games because it'll look like it's going up. Let's do 10 games. We can all agree that 10 games is huge. Um, it's a significant amount. Uh, but yeah, Lucas, through the first 10 games, nine points. Next 10, 10 points. Next 10, so he's at 30 games, eight points. Then, Mike, going from 31 to 40 games, five points. Uh, now 41 to 50 games, seven points. So now that we're in this 50 game, so we're going from 51 to 60. He's right in the middle of it. He's played four of those games. Four points. So he's on pace right now to have four, you know, four points in, in those four games. He's on pace to get back up to his best 10-game stretch of the season. Um, that's, to me, that's, I'm dissecting this because I want to see if he's really taken like that rookie fall. And it looks like he did take it. And it looks like he's got a second win because he kicked it up the next 10 games. And it looks like this 10 games is going to be even better than the last. So I, I think that's huge for his development. I think that's huge for anybody that uh, does doubt uh, this team uh, to, to the extent that they're going to just ruin any player that they draft. Uh, clearly Lucas, he's having an up and down season. Uh, also rookie. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is a good, this is a good uh i think i think it's a good statistic to keep an eye on for uh you know from a stamina perspective what can he do you know already and we know it's going to get better as he ages um but yeah i think this is all this is also just positive this is uh he's trending back up and these next 10 games will be fun to keep an eye on for cider mike eight points the first 10 games then five points then seven points, back up, then back down to five points. Then, Mike, games 41 through 50, nine points. Excuse me, there's a big burp. And then the last four games, he's got six points. So Cider now, as we're trying to dissect these at 10 games at a time, is on pace to have his best 10-game stretch of the season. Best of the season in games 51 through 60. Good effing gravy this kid is exciting yeah i you know i know we're so excited for like the bergerins and the edvinsons um and elmer solderblum um the six foot eight <laughs> unicorn out there he's, God, I love he's coming next season he, he's um, gonna be in north america next season i guarantee it yeah he's 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 so fun to watch um but if you haven't just look up six foot eight unicorn monster playing hockey on youtube and you'll find some great footage of him um so I'm so excited for those guys, right? But it's just nuts that Lucas and Mo are setting such a high bar for this. 
you want to be a Red Wing rookie. I mean, that's that's what you got to compete with. So <laughs> I don't know what to expect out of Elmer Soderblom, but good lord, um, the bar is is high, as uh, Marty Mordenweg used to say. But uh, <laughs> man, um, I, I just I, I hope that you're I, taking time to really watch these games because we we're really getting spoiled right now by how good these guys are. Sometimes I'm worried our our Detroit sports references go three people deep, and it's me, you, and our dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right mike uh oh let's talk about let's here. uh yeah i want you to talk about this because i want you to spill a little tea here um from our buddy ansar i think we're eating some crow mike oh no uh, i thought we were spilling tea we we had an entire episode mike our most watch uh show it was actually a, a snack size episode or a fun size episode uh we talked about how verana better not be on the third line and uh well, here we are. Uh, <laughs> practicing, finally. Uh, Verona's getting some practice rounds in with uh, our, I don't know, your your three-person forward lines. How, how do you want to put that? Uh, Any hoozles. He's on the third line, trading out with Zadina. Uh, Rasmussen, Valeno, and Zadina. Uh, that's what they're throwing out during the game. That's who's getting most of the reps. And uh, Ansar reporting that Verona's rotating in for Zadina. At least I, I, I hope that's what that means. It'd be really crazy if Verona was subbing for Rasmussen, and that's how Anzar decided to put it in there. Also, throw shade at Anzar because he blocked us, and I got to steal. I have to have my burner, <laughs> my burner account track this. Uh, so screw you, Anzar Khan, douchebag. Anyways, um, anyway, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I'm, um, I had a grilled cheese today, and I'm probably gonna have <laughs> another can of soup. So, no, I'm not planning on eating any crow because this doesn't tell me anything. This tells me that this is practice time. Uh, we have two lines that are re- already rolling. No, don't hold your finger up. Not yet. Matt, so he's only rotating in for practice time. No, finger down. Put it in your nose, Matt, because this is not indicative of what's going to actually happen. There's no way this guy is going to be playing third-line minutes. This is one of our most talented goal scorers on the whole on the whole team. He's going to be getting first line minutes as soon as he, you know, gets his legs under him, gets his wind under him. The guy hasn't played hockey in months, so yeah, he he might toil around on the third line because a a, a tired, winded Verana is already better than you know our our whole bottom six. There, I said it. Go ahead, challenge me, Rasmussen. Well, I want to point to the fact that he's rotating in for for Zadina. Zadina's also off the first line after getting uh, a little uh, an opportunity, right? Let's see what he let's see what he can do. Performance yeah. art at uh, performance art throws out there. Apparently, the wings are actively yeah. shopping Zadina. Not sure how I feel about that, yeah. Mike. Let's jump to our, our. Is this our last? No, we have a couple more slides after this. Yeah. Um, now, Frank Saravelli adds Philip Zadina to his trade targets list. Here's a scoop, Mike. I'm going to read straight from Frank. No short of, uh, of excitement, shortage of excitement around Zadina when the Red Wings select him at number six, yada, yada, yada. Teams perked up when Zadina spent six games on the top line from February, February 9th through the 26th, seeing it as a showcase opportunity ahead of a potential trade. Scored twice, six games, putting him back on track for 11 goals in 80 games. Zadina is a gifted shooter, but the knock on him is that he's become more of a perimeter player. Only a select few players, Mr. Alexander Ovechkin, Mike, if you've heard of him, or Steven Stamkos, uh, can consistently score in today's NHL from the outside. Zadina was also a healthy scratch on January 4th. He throws out there, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Mike, here's the here's the deal with Frank Saravelli. When he was ruining <laughs> the Seattle Kraken draft day, he knew every player. That was being drafted from every team, except for Steve Eiserman's team. Mike, this is, I, I'm going to say this. He does not have anything from Steve Eiserman. He has nothing when you say from ruined, Steve you're talking camp. about like he revealed who was being drafted. Oh, yes. If, if people don't remember, uh, Frank Saravelli revealed the entire Seattle draft the day of Hours before it even started. I, I'm pretty sure he put it out there at noon and ESPN had Seattle's uh, expansion draft at like eight o'clock that night. 
everybody knew who was going to get drafted from every team except for the Detroit Red Wings because Steve and his camp revealed nothing. So this either had to come from another team who's inquired about Phillips Adina or he's just pulling out of his booty hole because Zadina got a few games on the first line. So he's making the same sort of like <laughs> conjectures, some inferences that we make on this podcast. So he really has no news to report. It really is. It's like scuttlebutt. Um, as <laughs> I texted you, um, he, he's just kind of connecting some dots, I think based on the first line. Now, is that insane? Is that crazy? No, I'm just saying we're, we're pointing this out that Frank put him on his, you know, going to be traded list. I don't know. Top trade targets list. Um, oh, he's got it listed right there, but it's too small. I can't read it. Yeah. Trade targets. There we go. Um, he put it on him. He put him on his list, probably connecting some dots and also seeing the struggles. And also he's on Twitter. So he probably hears half of the Red Wings fan base begging for Zadina to get traded. So something to talk about. Also, I think my opinion on this, like, this being anything to take anything from, I mean, we could find out Zadina's getting traded in a second, Mike. Frank has nothing. He's, he's clearly just connecting dots. If it happened, it would be the same sort of dot connecting we did. So take it take it with a, a grain of salt and yeah, uh, I see mean, how uh, salty it tastes. Yeah, I, I don't want to crucify Frank too much. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of people would probably have been on this on this list because I'm not trying to crucify. I'm just pointing out how how like how scared. Yeah, you don't take it as a personal attack. I'm just saying I I don't want to crucify him too much. I'm just saying with this list, I don't think it's necessarily rocket science. Um, that Zadina being 22 hasn't really taken advantage of the chances he's gotten with the Red Wings. Um, so yeah, he he will be on a list of uh guys who are not um unobtainable uh from uh, for other teams um and who had the comment they weren't sure about um trading sedina was that performance art oh i'm sorry what, what was your question the comment about oh being yeah, uh, a little unsure performance art yeah i mean um I'm not dying to get rid of a, a 22 year old guy who we're going to have easy club control and he's going to have a very manageable contract because his, uh, his arbitration number is going to be woof, uh, not, not super great. Um, cause, uh, statistics are factored in. And as we all know, he hasn't quite finished like everybody would like him to, um, goal wise. Um, so I think just the, just being, uh, hesitant, uh, to move him. I think it's just, you're kind of concerned about like, well, what are we really going to be getting for him? Cause it almost feels like the highest uh, risk reward is seeing if he could pan out here rather than getting somebody else's attempt at a, you know, uh, a skilled first former first round pick. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of the fear of the unknown. Cause uh, I, I don't, I don't know what he would really fetch. Uh, he would probably fetch somebody who's kind of in a in a similar um, situation where they've underperformed. You're not you're not going to be getting a somebody who's performed well unless the Red Wings are also giving up additional assets. So it's about if you want somebody else's uh, you know under underperforming um, highly touted prospect. Uh, I do have to throw out there, Chewy. I see you in the comments, my man. We got to figure out a good Wings game. We'll do like uh, Eternity Brewing or something. But hell yes. All right. Um, I mean, really, uh, Chewy, I, uh, absolutely. We're, we got we to gotta make this happen. Uh, it would be fun, too, to just do. Uh, we got to do like a Red Wings rant watch uh, watch party or something somewhere. Find like a yeah. nice central location. Uh, Mike, I'm going to skip a couple tables because we have some J Fresh tables we can save for another day because they go over a lot of information. Mike, you probably saw those in the notes and the slides. Uh, Jfresh released the new perk. If you guys are subscribers to Jfresh, which I highly recommend, it's just another great source to get some good information. You got to weigh that against some other um, analytics suppliers. I don't know. How do you put it? Um, you know, he's generating tables off of other people's analytics, but they are great ways to represent data. Uh, so. To that end, Mike, we have some other tables we're going to talk about because uh, we have two games coming up before our next episode, and holy mackerel, does it look like it's going to hurt. Um, we just talked about in that Carolina game, we used the same exact table. 
to figure out do we have a win available to us <laughs> um, against Carolina. And we won. Uh, but according to the table, we were supposed to get absolutely beat down. Now, Tampa Bay, Mike, has a very similar looking table to Carolina, only in the sense that they've got us beat in every statistic, every analytical category, five on five actual goals for five on five expected goals for Corsi, power play, finishing, everything with goals against, including actual and expected and Corsi and penalty killing and goaltending, everything, Mike. They've got a speed top to bottom, just like Carolina. But Mike, it doesn't matter. Red Wings just beat Carolina four to three. So, Mike, does Detroit Red Wings do the Detroit Red Wings does the Detroit do the Detroit Red Wings come out and have a Toronto Maple Leafs first couple of periods, or are we going to get what Prashanth called the most complete Red Wings game? He's ever seen. No, uh, just this season. Um, Mike, against Tampa Bay, what say vous? Well, I do believe this is going to be a a slightly different beast uh, from the one that we saw on opening night. uh, And it's in Tampa. Because not only is it on the road, last I checked... uh, (laughs) Isn't uh, Mr. Nikita Kucherov uh, playing hockey games again? Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a really good team there, Matt. Um, they, don't, they don't lose very many games. Um, they score a lot of goals. It hurts. Um, I mean, they've got size on defense. They've got skill on defense. They've got arguably the best goalie in the world. Um, I... For us to have played as well we did as we did on that opening night at home, that was one of the even though we lost, that was one of the most fun games I've ever been to. Um, and uh, I, I I will make the case that was uh, I think that was Bertuzzi had the four goals, and yeah. uh, we were we were doing really well. And then uh, somebody took a shot at Larkin in the back of the neck. Uh, Larkin reacted, got ejected, and that's kind of when the wheels came off, and we ended up eventually losing. Um, so I kind of think that cooler heads are going to prevail in this one. I do think the Red Wings want some revenge, but whew, that's a lot of firepower. Um, so they already had seven goals without Kucherov um, playing, and now now the Cooch is going to be back. Um, I just I I'm going to be buckled into this game uh, from the first puck drop because I, I'm not picking a win, but this I feel like this Red Wing team they I I think they were mad. Right, they were mad, mm-hmm. so they came back in the third third period against uh, Toronto. They played really, really well, um, you know, in that in that uh, comeback game against Carolina, um, emotionally, um, effort wise. If if these last four periods are any indication of what we're going to get against Tampa Bay, it could be a close game. Um, I'm not. I I can't predict a win because we're on the road. Um, and Tampa's just so effing good, but man, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be really excited. Uh, Zach Bogosian, the only listed injury right now for Tampa. Uh, Mike also 17 games for Kucherov so far, 26 points. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is one where if you picked Tampa to destroy the Red Wings, you couldn't. You couldn't blame that person. Of course, that's a totally real possibility because we're talking about a team that can throw out for their forward lines, Stamkos, Killorn, Braden Point, Palat. I mean, I you guys are going to laugh, but even at the top of the rankings right now for Tampa's uh, forwards, it's still Corey Perry. Uh, and then Nikita Kucherov has to get squeezed in there. Um, and then, I mean, on the defensive side, like that is arguably – why this team is is where it is and has been but i mean victor hedman puts up nor- numbers that are they're forward numbers i mean yeah. he's just that darn good um so yeah this this team is an absolute juggernaut i'm not i'm not like oh what <laughs> nobody's surprised by that comment but there's something about the wings getting up for these 
<laughs> I guess they didn't really get up for the Maple Leafs, but they woke up and the th they flipped the switch, Mike, as, as Jeff said, was impossible to do. Um, they flipped the switch on Toronto. I, uh, I can see that happening again, but I, I think, I think we're going to be ready for this game. I imagine a close game against Tampa and I imagine at least a two goal deficit to our next opponent. Unfortunately, uh, statistically even better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, don't feel as, don't feel as confident season. about this, uh, this Florida game. Um, Right. Much more confident about being uh, competitive because we, we, we know how we can get it up, so to speak. We know how to make a full load of laundry uh, for Tampa, but for Florida, whew, it was going to be some dirty socks. Let me tell you. Um, and, and it's not anything where if I looked at the playoffs, I would pick Florida to beat Tampa. I think it's just about looking at Florida and the way they're built and how the Red Wings play and how I kind of feel like Florida is perfectly built to lunch us. Um, there's, it's very top heavy, uh, but then as you keep going down the list, like the the punches don't stop, and we don't have that ability now. Carter, fucking elite puck knock, you know, tipper, uh, Rowney, he he can have his two goal game streak, two two game goal streak, um, but I mean. <laughs> You arguably right now looking at the Florida Panthers have um well you you easily have three guys that four mm, yeah you have four forwards that could be playing by the end of the season around a point per game pace uh and then just underneath that you have the Verhages, the Anton Lundells, the Sam Bennett's uh <laughs> the Mason Marchments. Oh my god. Uh, and even, gosh, you know, last year he had a hell of a season. He's he's at a half a point per game pace right now, but even Patrick Hornquist. Mike, I mean, he's 13th on the list in points uh, for the Florida Panthers right now. And I, I just, this is one of those things where it's not about can we compete with a first, I, I think our first line can compete with any first line. We've been saying that since the season started. Our second line has been doing great. For a little bit, it's kind of taking a dip, right? And you talk about the uh, Guelph Storm line, kind of taking a dip. But our third line, our fourth lines, will not even come close to the production of Florida's third and fourth line. Mike, it's why DraftKings, our sponsor, uh, which you guys can go in the in the uh, details in the show and find a link to go set yourself up on DraftKings. I uh, forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Um Mike, I put money down on the Panthers to win the cup because of, well, really, it, it was right in the middle of the offseason and one of the moves that they made, I think, was the day I did it. Uh, but I just looked at that team and I was like, oh, my God, they could roll four freaking lines. Uh, and they have been. And it's been yeah. successful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is this is the team that scares me as a Detroit Red Wings fan. Again, I totally see them not winning uh, the cup, even though I just said I bet on them. But it was, it was a good bet. It's one of those things where... At the time when I bet on them, you know, like they had a really good shot to win and you'd make a lot of money. Um, so that's how betting works. Don't just bet on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the cup. You don't make that much money. <clears throat> Anyways, um, just trying to make sure you guys don't think I'm dumb. <laughs> Final thought. Thanks, yeah, this will be this will be a multi-goal deficit is my opinion on this game. Um, it's going to be a blow up. Uh, maybe like five to two, six to one, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to be, there. we're going to be blowing all our laundry in Tampa. If we're going to win one of these two games, it's the lightning game. I, I don't see the Florida game being, uh, especially, um, uh, competitive for our reference. Yeah. Uh, Jared, you know, let's not forget this is Friday and Saturday, Mike, but also not even, uh, what do I want to say? Not even 24 hours apart. <laughs> You're playing game two at six o'clock. So you've got, I mean, you're not getting you you know back to back games. You're not it's getting twenty four hours of rest. Quick turnaround getting, yeah. an away game against one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I I would be stunned um, if the Red Wings were to win that Panther game. Oh yeah. Um, so I I feel bad for whichever goalie's going to be in net that night. I I imagine that's probably going to be the Grice night. Grice, God bless you. Might be uh, might be a nine <laughs> spot that night. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I just found out that my Daughter's been in and out of bed uh, for quite a while, and I need to go take a turn. 
uh, at putting her to bed. We've been trying since 7.30, Mike. I texted you at 7.30 and said she's in bed. Um, so I'm going to go try again. It's now 9.13. So, oh boy, this is going to be fun. But uh, I got to give my wife some rest. Man, so we're this gonna... episode lasted as long as Rey Mysterio in the Royal Rumble back in 2003 or four, five, or 6, whatever. Who cares? What gives a shit? It was Rey Mysterio. Man, it was an, uh, an hour plus. I think we're okay. Matt, you can go see your little, your your little daughter and my little niece. Oh, that is kind of yeah. cute when you say that. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you do have a second, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button if you are showing up new and you had some fun. Uh, but also, podcast listeners, I'm pointing at the camera. Podcast listeners, you can't see me pointing at the camera, but make sure you subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That does us the most good. Um, but also, hey, you see our two sweatshirts? We upgraded our shop. Mike has the old dingy shop. Don't look Pete, at mine. Look at that one. The beautiful. Look at that look red at... sweatshirt. You go to bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, and hit the shop button. We've got a ton of new stuff on there, including hashtag Save Us Verona t-shirt with the beautiful Verona silhouette uh, from his Matt, the deadline's game. coming up. I got, what about the Iser Plan Fleece? Oh, that's right. That's uh, that's from the old shop. I got to move the Iser Plan Fleece yeah, get over. get that one back. I love that one. How about, Just in time. How about for every Iser Plan Fleece, we'll give one away? Like hey, that. Like all right, I gotta, that's my that's my game plan for Friday. I'll put that in the shop. Uh, so, yeah, you can't buy it yet. But let's do it. Every eyes are playing fleece. We'll have to take a vote to make sure it's a fleece. But uh, let's go. All right, everybody. Woo! Have a good one.